0: Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show.
1: Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's up, Daniel?
0: What's up, Logan? When's the last time you and I worked together?
1: It's it been a minute, couple episodes. See, you ask this every time. Mm-hmm. I just listened to your it, alls. <laughs> I was out last week, and I went back and listened you to your all's podcast. Yeah, and you said to Quint, "How long since the last time <laughs> we've talked to each other?" So you ask a standard it. question. It's like, <laughs> "What's shaking, Daniel?" The what shaking Daniel for you to me is how long? The last time when's the talked?
0: last time we talked? We yeah. talked like five minutes ago before.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: The episode started. We talk all the time, in the but, office. But people don't know that.
1: Yeah, I know. They they feel, have
0: this perception like, oh, that person's gone for four episodes.
1: You know, uh, with. Um, the wealth development program we've been doing at Jewel Financial, our sponsor, by the way, Jewel Financial, um, we've been meeting with people all over the country and talking to them. And it's so funny, the interactions that I get is like, um, I'll, I'll, ta- I'll get on a call with someone and I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't think I'd be talking to anyone on the podcast. I'm like, Rupert. It's really him. That's that's There's us. Seven of
0: us in the office. Like,
1: that's us. We're kind the of, odds
0: are pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Four of us are on the podcast. <laughs> so if you book a meeting or a call, you quite mathematically have a four in seven chance.
1: Yeah, you're probably going to talk to one of us <laughs> that are on the podcast. So it's it's fun. Yeah, it's um, not like
0: we're some thousand person mega corporation.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. And we've been meeting with so many people all over the U.S. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've talked with people from a little of everywhere. A lot of people in the Atlanta area. Um,
0: Atlanta's hopping these days. Atlanta
1: is hopping these days. And um, out west, quite a few people and stuff. So it's been great.
0: We have uh, folks in 29 or 30 states right now. I just looked at the list the other day. Yeah, I think it's 30 That are 30 like actively yeah. working with us. We talked to people from all over the place, but I think 30 states is where we're at yeah. currently and so if you come on those other 20 states, yeah
1: exactly that's what i'm saying you gotta those ones gotta step up represent all right daniel what else is going on in your world
0: what else is going on i don't know it's summer uh, I know we talk about the weather like way too much for a financial show. <laughs> it's summer, but it has been a beautiful start to summer, which means we are going to get hit with a two by four in oh, July. Absolutely. It's
1: going to be like one hundred and five degrees. All of a sudden, you are just going to turn around. But it's been and it's like been hot, seventy five and, and sunny. It's been amazing. It's
0: been amazing here. We got a little bit of the wildfires from Canada uh, yeah. recently, but not as bad as you know New York, Pennsylvania. Some of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to make light of that, obviously, but I mean, we had a little bit of like the.
1: You know, the haze coming in,
0: but nowhere near as bad as others. So that wasn't too bad. We haven't had the terrible heat that the Deep South has had yet. I don't know if it's terrible. They just had southern summer more than anything. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we've just been right in this middle of awesomeness. So in about, let's see, we do three episodes a week. So it's middle of June right now when we're recording this. So I'm going to estimate in 9 to 12 episodes, I will be complaining that it is way so too hot, hot, way too humid. I'm sweating so much. It's terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. <laughs> but it's been... I mean, for June, it's been...
1: It's been the best. Pretty amazing. The best June. It's, it's my favorite awesome.
2: month. Everything's so green and lush, and the lightning bugs come out.
1: And I've been gone the time that the weather has been perfect here, but it's still pretty good since I got here. Yeah, back, you went so. to Florida, though. Yeah, I went to Florida, You're so like was at the beach, And I was at the beach, so, so I'm not complaining. It was <laughs> yeah, perfectly fine. fine. Okay, Enough bro talk. Uh, let's coffee get to talk. our question. It's coffee talk. Yeah. Oh, coffee talk. Coffee talk. I have coffee,
0: coffee, literally, right here. Ethiopian.
1: Well, I don't, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're the Question one. from Sharon. Sharon, what do you got? D-I-Y.
2: Hi, guys. My name is Sharon, and I have a question that I think you can answer for me. I went to a free seminar the other day where a financial company was supposed to be talking about different retirement strategies, and all they really did was push something called a fixed index annuity. I was wondering if you could explain that sort of in non-salesperson terms because it sounds too good to be true. Um, Basically, the fund goes up when the stock market goes up and then it stays flat when the market goes down so you're not losing any of the gains you made and you avoid losing your money when you're retired. Um, So it just kind of stays stable when the market is going down. They showed all kinds of fancy charts that looked impressive but I'm still skeptical. Um, At least I got a free dinner from listening to their sales pitch, though. Um, But anyway, love your show and look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thank you.
0: Oh, Sharon. I like the, uh, I think you can answer this or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. That was the lead in because every now and then I just want to be like, actually, we can't. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Stumped us. That'd be actually pretty fun. Like, stump the DIY people. That would be pretty cool. Team. What do we call ourselves now? The DIY team. Stump the DIY team. Oh, it'd actually be pretty easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, we don't know
0: everything about no, we everything. we don't know everything.
1: Not even close.
0: So, but, I mean, we're fairly well-educated, well-rounded in our field, but, <laughs> boy, you could stump us.
1: Yeah. You know, and also, we do pick the questions to some degree. I don't think we've had one yet that we haven't been like, oh, yeah, we can answer this to some degree, but we'd be like... Nope, avoiding that one. That yeah. one's way out of the wheelhouse.
0: No, they're pretty good. Between the four of us, we have yeah, we a, have a breadth lot breadth of expertise.
1: Some different areas. And,
0: and each of us go deep in a particular area. Alley so,
1: CPA killing it. Shoo, shoo, craziness. Okay, so steak dinner, fixed annuity index. I mean, everything sounds good on paper.
0: Yeah, I think this is interesting because if you're going to a presentation, webinar, whatever, from an insurance agency then the solution is probably going to be an insurance product, right? Right. So that's not knocking it. It's just, that's their expertise. We just talked about, like we have a breadth of, of, uh, knowledge on this show by rotating in four people with various backgrounds, a CPA, a CFP, uh, two investment advisors. And so we, we kind of, we take things from various different angles, but if you go to a particular sort of, um, presentation, then it's probably going to, it's a sales presentation. So it's going to come from one angle, which is perfectly fine. Uh, So, of course, they were presenting a fantastic, awesome, uh, great product. In this case, an annuity.
1: What is a fixed indexed annuity?
0: Obviously, we don't have it in front of us, right? Right. So we're we're going to utilize the terms that they said, um, which means that we could articulate wrongly for what was presented, right? Unless we're getting the exact description of what it is. So we're going to talk about what we do know from the question and how that typically would work out that could not relate directly to what was actually presented because these are uh, in the insurance space. There's various different products available. Mm-hmm. So what I'm just trying to say is if you're an insurance person listening to this, or you've bought a particular product or you are sitting in this presentation with our fine listener, who's sent in a question. Uh, if we butcher the description of this exact annuity, It's not because we don't know... Well, it is because we don't know exactly what annuity they share with her. We're going to speak in general terms. We're not going to offer uh, uh, any products as far as annuities or anything else. is. But we're just going to talk in general terms about what kind of an indexed annuity looks like. First, we're going to back it up and talk about what a fixed annuity is. Because they threw this term in fixed. But I think what they're really just talking about is an indexed annuity. Okay. Um, So a fixed annuity... Um which is like a an immediate pay fixed annuity, so I'm not using the exact perfect exact terminology but so there's a fixed annuity that you can buy let's say you were um getting ready to retire right and in addition to all of your other retirement funds, you wanted to create just an income screen income stream like a pension right okay. or similar to your social security. So you're going into retirement, you have a sum of money and maybe you did a financial plan with your planner like we do at Juul, right? And you go, okay, I have social security. I don't have a pension. I do have a pretty good lump sum of money. I don't want to take necessarily all the risk with that money varying in the market. So I'd like to set up, you know, another income stream. That's not investment specific dependent. There are products out there where you can pay an upfront amount and then the insurance company guarantees you an income stream for life or for you and your spouse's life or however you know, whatever features you pick. That is uh, an immediate fixed annuity. You pay, it immediately starts. You can also kind of defer it uh, in some options. But let's think about it as terms of a retiree right now, right? Immediate pay, fixed annuity. So you pay a big lump sum, let's say a million dollars, and they pay you out based upon... Current kind of prevailing interest rates, they pay you out a certain amount every year. Yeah, that is the simplest possible annuity scenario that you can run into.
1: Yeah, and th- you used to say, "an um, annuity used to be a just a description, an adjective to a degree that says that you're having something that is going out, kind of into perpetuity." a fixed amount of payment. It's become a product.
0: Uh, an annuity... Uh, so annuity is... Oh, boy. I don't know the exact definition of what annuity is. But it's effectively like the payments... It's like payment ...portion yeah. of it. Um, yes. Now I want to like pull up Investopedia and get the exact... Webster definition of annuity but it's basically the payment cycle um, that you're getting into it's a contract with a payment so okay, so
1: that's the simplest version
0: that's the simplest version and there are times when you sort of look at a plan where that could be appropriate for somebody yeah um, let's say uh, a widowed or single you know retiree they very much have just a s- sum of money. And they want to absolutely ensure that they have a lifetime of income in addition to their social security. That's one scenario in which potentially that could be, you know, uh, a valid recommendation. Again, you're look you're you're really kind of diving into and looking at a very specific product here, and so it really comes down to the plan. R- looking at the plan and, and looking at all the variables in a particular person or a couple's uh, situation, and going. What is the best mix of products to put in here? So social security you're definitely going to have is one of those for most people. And then you have this other pool of investment assets. It is possible that allocating some of it to something like an immediate fixed annuity would uh, be a reasonable option. Now indexed annuity. Index, now this yeah. is another layer. Okay. So remember in the first example, we paid up front
1: and then basically turned on the faucet,
0: turned on the faucet and we started getting payments Now, uh, we're going to talk about an index annuity, which is um, something we're going to invest in pre-retirement, typically, in order for it to grow by retirement before we turn on that payment. Right. Okay. Between the time that we start... Uh, start the product, and the time that we turn on the annuity stream or the income stream, we're going to we're going to kind of use annuity and income as kind of uh, um what do you call that? Annuity income uh, interchangeably, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you invest in this; it grows for a certain period of time. Well, how does it grow? It grows usually mirroring to some extent some type of uh, index which is why the term indexes is in there. So we're going to keep it really, really simple and say we'll use the S&P 500 as an example, right? So you put a sum of money in here. Again, let's say it's a million dollars up front. It could be anything, $100,000, $5,000, whatever it is. And that's going to start growing with the S&P 500. And it sounds like when you, when you first start talking about these and researching these, like, oh, I'm just going to put money in here and it is just going to mirror that index the s&p 500 right so the problem is you cannot mirror exactly the upside of the s&p 500 with zero downside at all right now the product would be described as you have zero downside and the insurance company will protect you from the downside if that's the way it's set up right so you might have uh, x amount of upside it might be 100 percent of the s&p 500 upside uh, but they're zero downside, which would mean that if the S and P were to go up five percent today, and then go down six um, percent tomorrow, you kind of your floor would be that zero percent level, and then it would you know go up over the next couple of days, etc. And then they're gonna look January one to December thirty first. What was the return of the S P five hundred? And they're basically gonna credit your contract for that return, credit your principal. Okay. I'm losing a lot of people here, I'm I'm sure. We're going down some some rabbit holes. Uh, But they're going to basically structure it and say the interest rate, if you will, that you generated on your insurance contract for that year was the S&P 500 return. And if that return was below zero, then they're not going to negatively impact you. If it's above zero, then you're going to get credited based on something called your participation rate. So in some contracts, that could be 100%, which means point to point, the beginning of the year, end of the year, whatever the S&P does, your uh, account gets credited for that. So keep in mind, that participation rate may be 100%. It could be less. It could be 80%. It could be 50%. It could be whatever. On top of that, let's say the participation rate is 100%. There may also be fees built into that. So the participation rate may be 100%. So if the SP beginning of the year to end of year does 10%, you get 10% credited on that annuity. But let's say there's a 1%, 2%, 3% fee built in, and that fee could be described in a variety of different languages and ways, but it'll reduce your return, right? Also, point to point, you have to figure out if that S&P index is the S&P total return index, or is it the uh, S&P 500... Uh, nominal index, because the S&P, if you bought an s 500 uh, mutual fund or something like that, pays out dividends. Right. And that dividends is part of what's called the total return. So you get the price appreciation of the index plus the actual dividends. And so you have to understand that. So you really have to read the th- somewhere between 12 and 50 pages of information that they give you and understand what's all going into that. And whether it's an annuity or some other product that you're investing in, or it's just an investment allocation, you have to understand why it's better than what you're already invested in, either because you've done a plan with a planner, and, and they've laid out the various different options as far as what you can invest in to achieve your goals, or because you are DIYing this yourself, and you have very much understand why this particular investment or this product or this allocation is better than what you're already doing, or um, the other options available. So if you're looking at this and you're going, okay, I get upside, I protect against downside. Well, that's kind of what effectively a 60-40, 70-30, a diversified portfolio is intended to do. It's intended to give you on the portion that's invested in the S&P 500, the S&P 500 return. And then you have some bonds that are going to give you a little bit different, a little bit more steady fixed income type of return. You might have some international, some alternative assets, things like that. So a diversified portfolio it's already built around kind of reducing some of that various volatility and smoothing out returns overall. So talk to your planner, your investment advisor, uh, whoever else, and and figure out where this would fit into the puzzle. Now, we could spend an hour seminar talking about exactly what a, new, a fixed annuity is, and, uh, indexed annuity, all of those things. We only have about a 15-minute show. I've probably already gone over. But what did I miss in that, Logan?
1: Yeah, so I do not want to ruin the great way you just described that and the very compliant way you described that. So I'm not (laughs) going to go too far over the edge here, but I will say that a lot of the time we're working with folks that have annuities. So we don't sell products. We don't sell insurance. We don't sell things. We're fiduciaries. So we just do what's in the best interest of the client. But for the people that I've seen that bring annuities in, the ones that I have seen Are typically garbage will you take the trash out i can't my leg is broken and i have a great mentor that i've been talking to recently about things he's in insurance and he told me as a general rule people a lot of the time do not know what they're buying as far as insurance and as far as these annuity products go so why are they garbage for the ones that i've seen Daniel made a great case for those that are the very simple, easiest to understand annuity. You put this amount of money in, you're going to get this amount of money each month once we turn that sieve on. And it just starts going immediately that you put in, I don't know, 200000 and you get $1,000 a month. Just making up numbers there. Those are the easiest to understand. But most annuities are going to tell you a bunch of different options. There's going to be riders on it. There's going to be guaranteed income benefits. There could be um, cash out value, surrender value. There's all these different numbers, names that are just extremely confusing, hard to understand, and you really need to work with someone that is not trying to sell it to you to understand it better. So, for instance, let's say you buy index fixed annuity, whatever it is, that in 10 years when you retire, hopefully that has grown significantly. You turn on the sieve at that point, and it starts paying you out. Well, you're buying this fixed one to the S&P 500. and p 500 does 10% this year. You go in, look at your account. It looks like that the account maybe went up 10% or close to it. But then you look and you say, okay, okay. I put this money in, I really need it. I, I need it for a house. I need it for something. So you think, okay, I'm going to take this money out. What do I get if I take it out? Well, it's not going to be the 200000 plus the 10% that you got in the S&P 500, and you can take $220,000 out of your annuity. No, you're going to have to take out um, the actual surrender value that's going to have a load of fees on it, It's going to reduce that value significantly. You may not even get back the $200,000 that you were originally put in. And you're probably going to have to pay taxes on any gains that you had. Full taxable income, not uh, taxable gains that you would see if you had put the money into a brokerage account, sold down that account, and taken the money out. So there is so many different fees associated with it. We talk about the steak dinner. Uh, that's that's what started all of this. There's a reason they do those free steak dinners.
2: I know that when I put it in my mouth, the matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious.
1: Every time someone sells you an annuity product, that person, that insurance person, is probably getting paid 7 to 8% to sell you that, and that's going directly in their pocket. So when something sounds too good to be true, a lot of the time it is and what daniel said is 100% true there is cases where annuities make sense and certain annuity products make sense i don't see a lot of them with the people that i work with i have seen in some cases that it works out for a plan um, especially the one that is very simple put the money in start the faucet but there's so many different riders fees taxes associated with annuities i just don't like them and they're confusing I hate products that are super confusing and hard to understand versus if you're buying this ETF that's 500 stocks, you're buying 500 of the largest companies in the US. As those companies do well, you do well and you make money. It's just simpler to me.
0: Yeah. Obviously, we deal a lot in um, sort of investments and allocations and so forth. So to us, that's a great solution, great option, because it is simple and easy to understand. For some folks, it's not. Uh, however, I would say before you go with anything, sit down with a planner and understand how it fits in the plan and ask what the other options are. Uh, because when we do plans with people, what we do is if they come to us with uh, annuity options and they great, fantastic. Let's model that in the plan and take a look at what that looks like. Let's get all the details on it, put all the fees, uh, review sort of what that looks like and understand uh, both the benefits and the downsides. The downsides could be you don't have easy access to the funds. Yeah, you know, if it's an investment account, you can pull out the funds easy, you might not have as easy access to the funds of the nudity, it could be uh, it doesn't really change your probability of success in your plan at all. Sometimes maybe it actually makes it negative. Mm -hmm. Uh, There may be survivor, um, or you know, estate sort of things that we want to consider. So Sit down with somebody, understand how it fits in the plan. Don't just go sort of with the headline kind of material is generally what we would say, whether it's an annuity or anything else that you're doing. yeah, Take a look at the entire picture of your financial life, which is exactly what... Uh, developing a plan is is supposed to do.
1: Great. All right, Sharon, um, I hope that helped answer your question. Sharon sent her question into podcast at DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. She's going to get a $25 Amazon gift card for sending in that question. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. So um, thanks for listening. Secret to Wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make sure you're running the numbers when you're figuring out what to invest in in that strategy. Make it a great one.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25